Imagine yourself walking through a lush forest. It's a beautiful day, only a few clouds dot the sky. You're foraging for berries when all of a sudden you hear quiet laughter just behind the next tree. You quickly but cautiously look around the tree trunk and see a couple of tiny humans with wings. Do you get closer or slowly walk away? What are fairies? Are there many kinds? What do you do if you come across one? All very important questions that we'll be discussing today. So grab a snack, a refreshing drink, and your fairy-loving friends as we dive in. Our fairy loving friend Kathy here. Yeah. Hello. Welcome back, <laughs> Kathy. Thank you. It's been a while. It has. It's December. <laughs> yes. And you were here with us in June. Was last. it June? Yeah. It was May June. or June. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 24, and now it's episode 50. Mm-hmm. Woo! Woo! Boop, 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 boop. Milestones. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you guys think when I say fairy? What do you guys think of it at first? Well, because of today's, you know, the media and everything, you think of things like Tinkerbell and all of her little fairy friends. They made a whole movie series on them. Mm-hmm. And then I actually think of Barbie because they made some oh, yeah. fairy Barbie movies as yeah, well. Those are cute. So oh, you think yeah, of a yeah, tiny yeah. little beautiful woman with beautiful little wings. And I think of Tinkerbell. Yeah. That's what I think like most people nowadays would think of. Mm-hmm. So, but like historically, they're not all just like beautiful ladies, like tiny human looking you know beings with wings there's actually a lot of different kinds and like so they call actually like the whole realm of them like fae folk so there's a lot of different sub genres fae folk fae folk so f-a-e okay yeah Mm -hmm. so a fairy spelled f-a-i-r-y fairy spelled f-a-e-r-i-e or fae f-a-e is their general words for fae folk which includes many different types of fairies so we'll get into a lot of different kinds in a little bit. So a fairy is a type of mythical being or legendary creature that is found in the folklore of multiple European cultures, some of which include Celtic, Germanic, Slavic, English, and French folklore. So that's just a few that really have them cemented in their, you know, in their heritage. Okay. I knew, I definitely knew about like the the Celtic being, Mm -hmm. being like the Celtic folklore. And I think maybe like Germanic makes sense to me and then probably English, but Slavic and French is kind of... It's weird, mm -hmm. right? Especially to the Slavic to me. I didn't know that they had anything to do with I think a lot of fantasy books, too, you know, are expanding people's understanding of kind of cultural referring to the fairy folk and everything, too. Because that's where I kind of learned that when I was growing up. Like from the Brothers Grimm? Oh, like the dark stuff or like... Yeah, well, some of the dark stuff, but there's a lot of, you know, young fantasy novels, too, that are introducing more fey folk into... Like what? um, The stories... Um, I remember I read the, do you remember the book series, um, City of Bone, City of Ash? Yeah, you know? yeah. 
they had a whole sub, you know, they had different, you know, monsters per se. They had the mm-hmm. vampires, they yep. had um, the Nephilim, but then they also had the Fae folk. Okay. <laughs> I've never read that series, so. Were they like actually fairies in the book then, or were they like. Fae folk were these magical beings that were usually had animalistic features. So it wasn't just, oh, okay. you know, fairy wings. It's maybe they had antlers, or maybe mm-hmm. they had scales on their skin, or, hmm. you know, things like that. Okay, cool. Now, my question with the fairies are they little some are so we'll kind of get into some of them some are some Some are human sized some are yeah Mm -hmm. it depends on which ones you're talking about or which genre like which yeah which type you're talking about okay so fairies in general don't have a single origin instead the lore is a combination of many different beliefs from many different religions and like points in time so one folk theory is that fairies are demoted angels and or demons Um, and then in the pagan religion fairies could be ancient precursors to humans uh, or spirits of the dead and or spirits of nature which i think is kind of like a pretty common theme even today you know like even with like tinkerbell and like her fairies like from disney like her friends you know it's like water and like mm-hmm. animal living yeah. stuff. so it's that's the nature like, one i've heard of yep. yeah so that's more common today um however the most widely believed origin story is that fairies began as versions of pagan nature gods and goddesses mm, okay so that's kind of there that's kind of like the big one so however like no matter the religion or like where it came from fairies are always thought to be magical creatures with a human appearance for the most part magical powers and a passion for trickery oh passion for trickery <laughs> yeah so that's something that like when i you know growing up i just thought of like fairies as like cute and you know magical and nice and then as like i got older and more like learning more about like, cryptids and stuff i heard more about like fairies and like how it actually is kind of a dark kind of thing like some of it can actually get kind of dark so it's interesting it's not disney-fied no it's not disney no, I've, <laughs> I've heard some stories of fae folk that actually fairies liked to eat the bones of children yeah uh, i've yes, seen stark what movie what tv show the tv show outlander mm-hmm. so that okay. like follows like the scottish like people mm-hmm. and it has to do with like time travel but anyway there was this lady that had a baby that was like stillborn or something or sick mm-hmm. and they thought that it was infect like that it was infected or like the fairies swapped with it so it was a fairy baby so then the mom took it into the forest to leave because then they believed that the fairy baby like the fairies would then bring back the human baby and leave it at the mom's doorstep so she Mm -hmm. was just but then you know the baby died in the forest because it was cold and you can't leave a baby out there in the forest that long without food and water yeah we'll kind of get into that kind of genre too yeah so th- they're called changelings and we'll talk about those a little bit yes! later <laughs> oh it was a changeling okay yes! yeah yep yeah so, i read a lot of fantasy growing up i know that's so much about this year right now <laughs> I'm excited. (laughs) So depending on the region, fairies are said to live in woodland communities, underground kingdoms, or to inhabit lakes, hills, or like stone grass circles. So like Mm -hmm. it kind of depends like which area you're looking at. They're often along with centaurs, elves, ogres, gnomes, which we had another episode on. Is that episode 42? I believe so, yes. Yes. That's a good episode. That's a great episode. (laughs) 
And then, so the fairies can come in many different races and tribes and are also said to vary in size and shape. So although most are like small, uh, some can change size and become man-sized or larger if they want to. If they want to. Okay. If they want to. Yeah. All right. So the first subgenre we're going to be talking about are the brownies i love brownies <laughs> not the yeah food. not the especially those con- those like crappy cosmic brownies that you get of, <laughs> like a sad vending machine they're so rich they're those so rich good. i like those mm, you need like them with them. coffee yeah you need you do need them with coffee <laughs> I just like them on their own. You need the coffee to cut through the sweet. Okay, so brownies are your typical household spirit. They originated with Scottish folklore, and although they popped up in English and German folklore at times as well. So these, um, as I kind of like read through this, you'll kind of see like similarities if you listen to like our uh, our gnomes episode. Mm-hmm. They sound a lot like the Nisse, mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of connections with them. So kind of like, yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit. So originally, brownies were known as helpers for farmers, and they tended to do outdoor tasks during the night, such as like shoveling hay, feeding sheep, etc. So every house had one, and in the kitchen next to the fire was this little seat that was left unoccupied for them. So it's like a little reserved seat, which is cute. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so brownies, they are short, typically about like three feet tall, and they have pointed ears, brown complexions, and brown working clothes. Uh, they do not like to be seen and will only work at night. So traditionally, in exchange for small gifts, of food okay so kind of a lot like the nisse so brownies seldom speak with humans but they do frequently converse with each other so like you can kind of hear them with each other but like they won't come out and like talk to humans usually okay so brownies can turn invisible uh, and this helps them like hide during the night and like sneaking and hiding around the house they're usually male although every once in a while like there might be a female brownie that yeah because how else are there more brownies (laughs) Exactly, yes. So they are usually described as ugly, perhaps even like <laughs> this is not my word. This is like this is from a different website. So I like um, what is what about that brownie fellow? I thought I heard that he was nice looking. No, he's ugly. Oh. I mean they could look nice. It's just like in general people say that they are. They're ugly. Oh no. yeah. Um so some people even say that they're frightening or unsettling, which is really sad. They are often characterized as a short, rotund, wrinkled, and with a lot of curly hair. Rotund? Rotund, apparently. Good word. (laughs) Rotund. It's a fun word. So the homeowners were supposed to regularly set out extra food as gifts for the brownies. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, they loved porridge and honey. So kind of, again, like the Nisse on Christmas Eve. Yep. So, uh, however, the food that you leave out must be called gifts and not payment. Because if you you call it payment, the the brownies will leave the house. They will abandon the house. Well, how would they know? I suppose, like, if they hear the people talking about it, like, be like, oh, here's a gift for you, or instead of, like, payment. Okay. I don't, I guess I don't know, like, unless they write out just, like, come on, it's like, here's your payment. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they, they only like it being called as gifts. It's a gift. Okay. Yes. And they'll also leave, too, like, so that's, they'll leave if you call it a payment, or obviously if you misuse them. So, like, if you, like, abuse, like, their works, like, if you don't help, and, like, they're doing all the work and stuff, like, mm-hmm. then they'll leave, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. So, if the family gives a brownie a gift of clothing it is said that he will leave forever and refuse to work for the family oh it's- just a gift of clothing what of clothing too like yeah dubby exactly yeah so it's not only known for being it's like it could be because they're offended or otherwise some people interpret it as like kind of like dobby like here's a a very gracious gift of clothing for you now i'm free you know like i'm gonna go somewhere else it's like dobby (laughs) so there's a lot of connections that uh, there's stuff that that's where uh, the the inspiration for dobby comes from yeah yep 
Yep, Master gave Dobby a sock. That was so yeah. cute. Dobby is free. Aw, oh, I like Dobby. He's cute. He's dead. He's dead. He was cute. <laughs> but he's dead. Okay, moving on. Alright. So the next one we're going to talk about, this is like getting to a little creepier side of fae folk, are the banshees. I, which- that's a fairy? It's part of the faith, not fairy technically, but faith folk. Okay. Yes. So banshees, um, they only exist in Ireland and Scotland, mm-hmm. typically on the moors, and is said to have the cry of death. Scary. Yes. So the banshee is a female spirit or type of fairy that predicts death. Her cry is typically an omen. It says that she can appear in a lot of different forms according to fairy lore, and she is known to appear either as a beautiful young woman, a stately matron, or an old ugly hag, which is... Now, if you had to pick between like, any of those three, mm-hmm. which one would you pick? Young woman, usually. The hag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kathy. <laughs> I like it. Bring I want to be the stately matron. You want to be stately? Okay, so we got one of each. Yep, so That's each good. of us, yes, Katrina, the beautiful young woman, I, myself, Kendra, would be the stately matron, and mm-hmm. Kathy, by her own choice, <laughs> wants to be the ugly old hag. Yeah. Maybe I'll be left alone then. All right. Yep, <laughs> That's so, so sad. Listeners, you can see the beautiful young woman, a stately matron, and an ugly old hag on tour at the Bellagio in Vegas at a, <laughs> on a residency twice. Twice a month. I mean, it's not us, but they're there. So, I mean, so the banshee isn't often seen with your eyes, but rather she is heard. So, her morning cries are are known to be extremely haunting, which, I mean, any like form of crying or like morning sounds, especially in the dead of night, would be haunting, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, So, a banshee is often seen running a comb through her long silver hair while she cries. (laughs) So, that's really funny. (laughs) I'm just brushing her hair and crying. Yeah, Yeah, you're just brushing your hair and crying crying and sobbing it's It's kind of sad it's kind of sad but i think it's funny (laughs) okay so in some parts of ireland combs are that are now thought to be bad luck because of the banshee so people are like associate combs with banshees combing their hair with them so then they're like so they associate it with bad luck little do they know that the brush industry spread that leaked that rumor They just add some like little snips of like, hey, it's a banshee. Don't don't use combs. Just use our brushes. Uh-huh. Even though we sell combs too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the banshee usually don't harm people that they encounter, but her cry does predict death. So when you hear her cry, she's simply predicting the death, not necessarily like you, but somebody in the area. So if you have, if you're like with a bunch of people, it's one of them, okay. one of you. So it's not necessarily you, but she's someone. not very specific, is she? No. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're alone and you hear it, that's terrifying. But somebody so. else, like, in your area could have heard it, too. That's true. That's true. Get more specific. <laughs> Just cries out your name. Oh, that's creepy. Oh, oh that's worse. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. So the next one we're going to we're gonna get into are the changelings. Okay, so changelings, again, are kind of a more scary side of fairy lore. And they aren't exactly type of fae, but they are still associated with them. Okay. Um. So according to legend, a changeling is a fairy child that has been swapped for a human child. The changeling will grow up with human parents but won't appear like a normal human child. So something will be slightly off. Like what? I think it's like like so like they're still technically a fairy, right? So it could be like their eyes or like their ears are slightly pointed or something like that. So they're not 
entirely human. Okay. Yeah, looking, anyways. So, fairies will swap the babies for a couple of different reasons. Um, each culture has its own legend. Sometimes they say a fairy will swap a sick fae child with a healthy human child. And then this fae child will either die in infancy or will grow up sickly. Mm-hmm. So, the par- the human parents will notice as their child grows up. Um, it can be beautiful and artistic with fairy features, even though they may be unhealthy. So, like, they can still be beautiful, like, be very talented, but something's still not right. Other fairies swap their babies because they want a beautiful human child and feel like their own baby is ugly, which is really sad. (laughs) (laughs) It is also said that they may switch the children to strengthen their bloodline if there's sickness. Oh, okay. So that's weird, too. That's weird, too. Yeah. There's a a legend sometimes there's an old saying that if, yeah, their child is is sickly or something, Mm -hmm. sometimes people say, oh, they're touched by the fae. Oh, Oh, it's a saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Bad saying. Yeah. So if you do encounter a changeling, you'll notice their fairy features. They won't look like their parents and will probably have some magical skills. Uh, they may also have a, have some trouble fitting in socially because fairies relate to each other in a different way than humans. So like their social skills won't be necessarily like humans are, like okay. not the same. Yeah. And then so another thing, a little tidbit, it says it's unclear if changelings ever truly existed or if it was just a way mm-hmm. to explain infant mortality rates in medieval times, mm-hmm. which kind of brings it back really sad because to me that's like if they already believed in fairies it does make sense that like that's you know a way of them to like cope with that makes sense to me yeah. 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 All right. So the next one we have is the divas. So <laughs> divas are small fairies that look almost like fireflies. And then it's said that if you live in a woodsy area, that you might have seen these divas without even knowing it. So they look like fireflies. The diva originated in Persia and Greece, and they appear as bright orbs of light in nature, although they're particularly found in the woods. So divas love being around well cared for plants, and they are known to guide medical researchers or witches seeking to use plants for med- medicinal qualities however a diva won't stay near a plant that is in decay so if you have like a green thumb they'll come and you know hang around your garden but if you have a lot of dead plants they'll just leave that's why i've never seen one all throughout college kathy was trying to have many cacti many plants succulents yeah it's there was it didn't they go all too well. perished <laughs> they're yeah. dead it's quite sad i didn't know you could kill a cactus <laughs> i've killed I several she's killed many it's been many yes it's like almost every year she had a new one and then come back the next year and it was gone she is like yeah. one death one cacti death away from being on a list <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, do you have any plans right now, Kathy? I do. do. She's got a lot. I do. I do. They're doing all right. (laughs) I wouldn't say they're great. They're still kicking, (laughs) but they're still kicking. Mm -hmm. So, was it? I do need to water them actually. Right, so we know what she's gonna do after this episode. She's gonna go water them. Oh, good thing we talked about them. Yep. Didn't you have like a plant named Jerry or something? Uh, or Jerry? Named so many of There's them. So many died. Yep. There's what so many the names. What was the one that was hanging in our living room in college? Oh, yeah, that is Gerald. Gerald. Was he still there alive? That is Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very convincing. That's, no, not. I haven't <laughs> watered him in a while. Oh, Kathy, he was still doing alive, so good. Though. He is still alive. He was, he was doing so good. He was thriving for the longest of times. He is oh, still my. alive. Water him, please. I, Feed him. Yes, Poor he child. Needs, he needs water. <laughs> 
Okay, so moving on to our next one. This is the next fairy fae folk is kind of similar to the divas. These are ones that I've heard of actually in modern, like in a modern movie. They're called the Will o' the Wisp. Will o' so, Wisp. Will o' Wisp. So the Will o' Wisp is a type of fae that is seen on any body of water at night. They will look like a small firefly or flickering orb of light. So the Will o' Wisp is, is seen across the world and is known by many different names in different cultures. They will typically appear in groups. They also tend to like calm waters rather than rough waves. So they're more commonly found in like lakes or ponds okay. however will-o'-wisps have been found on grassy hills or even in woods which kind of what i've heard have you seen the movie brave yeah. of course yeah this this is what she follows to like go to the witch's house it's like a little oh, blue like yeah things yeah so that's how i knew that's them what they are okay yeah the will-o'-wisps they're kind of cool however some legends say that these types of fae only appear as lights uh, while other stories say that the lights are from the lanterns that these fairies carry. So it's debated, like, if the lights themselves are the wisps. Or if they or carry if like, them. Yeah, which is, to me, is kind of a creepier thought to if these are the lanterns of all, like, the bigger things carrying the lanterns. Yeah, it's creepier to me, too. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the will-o'-wisp is unpredictable and can lead people astray. So they are also kind of on the darker side of things too. So according to other stories, they can also lead travelers to fortune or to their fate, which is what happened in Brave. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Will-O-Wisp is primarily a trickster that delights in leading travelers at night into dangerous ground, such as bogs or marshes. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so they're not nice. the best. Yeah. So again, my, the trickster part. Most of my experience with Fae is the overarching theme is that Fae are tricksters and they like yes cause problems yes which is not something like when you grow up like i didn't think of that at all with tinkerbell and her friends but then after hearing like actual stories of fey folk it's they're all very tricky and not nice <laughs> not the nicest not nice yeah. So next we have is a dryad. So dryads are types of fairies that are tied to trees. So while they aren't the actual spirit of the tree, they are a type of fae. And then if the tree dies, sadly the dryad will die too. Uh-huh. So they're not like the spirit of the actual tree, but they'll protect them and they're connected with the specific tree. They're connected with like so. the energy or like the health mm-hmm. of the tree. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the dryads don't typically travel far from their trees um, because they're very attached to one specific area and will do everything in their power to keep the tree alive. That's nice. Yeah. They're ride or it die. <laughs> there you go. So these types of fae will look more favorably upon humans if they care for their trees. They can be a bit shy, but when they see a human taking care of the environment and treating animals and nature well, they'll more likely open up and communicate. Which is cool. It's kind of just like a gentle you know, spirit, which I think oh. is really cool. So you'll be able to tell if, if you have a dryad in your yard if any of your trees have a quote-unquote face look to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then alternatively, if you'll feel an active or different energy around the tree that indicates that the tree spirit has a dryad attached so is old mother willow in pocahontas is she a dryad probably yeah i think that's yeah that I, think so. I, I think so because you were like it has to have a face look on and she literally kind of. has a face <laughs> it's literally a lot of face. stories and legends and they insp- i think they inspire a lot of ballads and two of where you like they have there's young men that fall in love with the dryads with a oh, tree because, because well, sometimes they, they, they look human and yeah and a lot of these mm-hmm. stories they come across as human but they can't go far from their tree okay yeah i think there were 
some of those like dryad things in like the Chronicles of Narnia books. Was there? I think I remember because there's like seven books. I remember. I think there was one some like tree spirits in one of the seven books. Okay, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. All right. So next one we have again is on the darker side are the kelpies. So the kelpies are scary water fairies. No. Nope. That are. <laughs> I don't mess with water. Right. Yeah. That's a new one. I thought you just didn't like birds, but I mean I don't too. like birds, but I mean like water's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like the older I get, the more drowning I get kind is of... terrifying to me. Yeah. Yep. Not a good way to go. Nope. <laughs> so Kelpies are wa- scary water fairies. They're thought to be cannibalistic and carnivorous. Even worse, great. Yep. Yes, yep. So according to Scottish and Irish legends, Kelpies eat deer off the shoreline, as well as other types of fairies and even humans. Like a shark. Yes, yep, literally. Well, do sharks, sharks can't grab deer off the shore, right? No, but I don't, yeah. But they'll eat, yeah. (laughs) They'll eat when they're hungry, yeah. Mm -hmm. So male Kelpies are thought to be shapeshifters, and they can turn into handsome men to lure young women into the water and either trap them or consume them. Oh, great, yeah. Yep. And then typically the Kelpie is seen in a form of a horse, which often with like a tail attached. And you can find Kelpies in the ocean as well as in rivers and streams. So it's not like you're safe really anywhere except a by like stream? lakes and ponds. And streams, yes. I always assume like a stream isn't very deep water. Sometimes yeah, I, I think that Kelpies are like water spirits so they can take the form in the water. So yeah, they can shape water oh. present. Which is even more terrifying. This is a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. And then some say that the Loch Ness Monster is often thought to be a form of a Kelpie. Oh, interesting. Weird. Because yeah. it is from like Irish and Scottish legends. So like tying that into Nessie. Scottish. So. Yeah, Nessie Scottish. Yeah. What the I never heck? thought of it that way. It's like, yeah. If that's true, I don't want to go near Loch Ness anytime soon. Well, if that's true, maybe the Loch Ness really is still there. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last kind that I have is a salamander. <laughs> I'm pretty sure learned about salamanders in yes but this is a fey folk salamander i dis- i think we dissected one maybe in like oh. biology or was that a frog probably i don't know yeah. Yeah, some people yeah, do frogs frog. are common some people do pigs uh, some people do yeah. cats i know my yeah. mother did there was, a cat. i remember this and i'll never forget this memory as long as i ever live uh-oh the human anatomy, I was in maybe seventh grade or eighth grade science class, the human anatomy class, so that'd be like 11th or 12th grade, were dissecting cats and they had the bodies Aww. on the table and they were covered in shrouds and the teacher told us like, don't Aww. look under there. So, you know, what does a, what is a person going to do? There? You know, <laughs> you go over there, lifted it up, the cat's like, you know, eyes all weird, like cross-eyed, and then it's in like a weird pose with its mouth open, like ah, frozen in time. It's really That's sad. Gross. It was creepy. I remember, I think the first thing we had to dissect for that class was like a clam. A clam? We did a clam, and then we did like a starfish. How did you dissect a clam? It's just like a hawk of Yeah. <laughs> There's like different parts of like the I don't remember what all was in it, but it's like the different organs and stuff. Oh, we did an earthworm first. That was the first thing we did. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. you dissect an earthworm. They're so teeny tiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, going back to salamanders. Um, <laughs> so salamanders aren't very well known type of fae, which I had never heard of them. But however, they're considered to be one of the most powerful. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> generally, salamanders are known as a fire elemental and can be really helpful if you're a witch working with fire. They appear as fiery lizards in orange and red tones, although they're also known to show up as a classic fire fairy or even a ball of fire for light. 
So like all types of fairies, salamanders can be mischievous, so you do need to make sure that you know what you're doing before you ask them to work with you. So they can get quite upset if they feel like they've been even slightly neglected, and they will wreak havoc. Yeah. Oh, great. So it's still like a little salamander? Like they said, like the salamanders can come in either as like a salamander or it's like a ball of fire or like as a, like a kind of like a fairy looking thing. So it can come in different forms. So in legend, salamanders are credited with having taught the first humans how to make fire. Uh-huh. There are versions... <laughs> there are versions of salamanders' origins stating that they are, were created in the furnaces of glass blowers who kept their furnaces stoked for several days and nights. And then they're often described as small lizards. Why lizards? Yeah, that's what if I want to know. Show as balls of fire or a human okay. form. Why lizards? I have a potential origin for you guys. Oh, okay. Okay, so So the most likely basis for this myth or this fae folk is found in like actual real life salamanders, (laughs) where they are known to hibernate through the winter in logs, which were then picked up and used to fuel fires. So like these poor little salamanders will be in these logs. Roasted? Not roasted, actually. So as a result of being tossed into the fire, they would wake up and scamper out of the fire. So, and because their skin is like cool and damp, they would be able to survive mm. and escape from the flames. And like, because people didn't know like what was happening, they just see these little reptiles crawling out of the fire. They thought that they were fire spirits. Um, and then thus tricky. they, yeah. So now that they are the elemental fire. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. I also thought it was, it gave me like a weird um, visual when you said that um, the first, that the salamanders may have been credited with (laughs) teaching humans how to make fire. So I like imagine like a little salamander sitting there, like showing these human, like the cave people how to like move like the stick fast enough. It's so cute. I love that idea. I want to make it a little cartoon. That'd be cute. Kathy, you should animate Mm -hmm. it for us. That'd be cute. Isn't it? I don't know. Like I recently watched Frozen two, and I think because I know like their fire elemental in that movie is like a little like a little reptile. I don't know if it's a salamander, but it looks like one. So that's interesting. If they took it, probably, it probably will is. be. Would be. Yeah, right? makes sense. It'd be yeah. a fairy. Yeah, which is cool. Disney uses a lot that's of this cool. lore in their movies. They do a lot of research, mm-hmm. which is good. They, I appreciate. I it. mean, for like Moana, they had they did so much research with what kind of plants. Oh yeah. That they would that the um, Polynesian people would use to make these weave these baskets. Oh, that's cool. And I know in Frozen too that they have some Sami mm-hmm. um, references. Mm-hmm. So they did. They went to. They sent some of their animators to Finland to like the upper Lapland area where the Sami live, and they had them teach them. I don't know what. But, yeah, probably just like their culture. You know, a little then bit. Observe, what does that mean? Yeah. That horse she rides on is a kelpie. That's what I was just wondering too. Because it's ah, like a, it's water. It eat? It's yeah. the water element. Yeah. The water horse thing. That's creepy. Yeah. Just a cannibalistic horse. <laughs> so the next one they have are Pixies. Good Pixies. band. I've never heard of that band. Great band. Aren't they usually naked? <laughs> the band? No. Pixies. The, the lore. The creature. I don't They're know. Like, don't don't they the look band. like branches that are kind of like gremlin-like? Ranches yeah, they, like, blend in with the branches. Hidden oh, Valley ranch, like R A N. Oh no, branches! I thought okay. they were like spindly and kind of look bug-like, and they are they bug-eyed? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess I didn't see bug-eyed. Um, but yeah, they are usually naked. Yes, I'm looking up. <laughs> Just look. <laughs> oh, you went to yep. Everyone went to like pause this episode. They're like naked pixies. Naked. Oh. <laughs> 
Kathy's Google searches are going to be odd. Google searches are always odd. So pixies are most likely what you picture when you hear fairies. So they are only about four inches tall and tend to live in gardens in the woods. So they are the types of fae that have the most contact with humans. And they tend to show up a lot in (laughs) public. I can't really hear you. you they're gonna come and like live in your plants they're dying. gonna come and the kim kardashian pictures are gonna come and twerk on your face how can i show this picture to you here i don't know we can you can send it just like upload it onto the um google slides at the end and then katrina will put this up on on the instagram page at foolish wanderers on instagram it just like, popped up on our slides and it made me laugh <laughs> Oh, that's ugly. <laughs> it's really ugly. Yeah, they're not like they're not like the Disney version. Like, the actual like not by not by miles. <laughs> no. Um. So pixies are well known in southwestern England's folklore, and, but they can live in basically any wooded area or garden. Pixies typically have colored skin and hair, and they also have butterfly wings. And they are known to be like more earth and nature fairy fairies or fae folk. So pixies are known to move extremely fast, kind of like a hummingbird. So some pixies only dress in green, while others refer prefer colors more of nature, kind of like blue or yellow. So it's usually nature based colors. So even though pixies tend to enjoy contact with humans, they're very cunning and can del- and will delight in leading humans astray. So again, tricksters. So they are very mischievous, uh, and they're also very ferocious fighters. And it's actually said that they'll fight fairies like actual fairies even though they're smaller than them so that's interesting um and they said that they'll fight anything or anyone to defend what they love so they're very feisty okay. little things scrappy <laughs> i like, like scrappy do <laughs> oh don't don't bring that oh he's the worst character ever i agree um so pixies don't understand human desperation or pain and they play a lot of jokes for in their case to be fun but these jokes actually for humans are not funny or fun and actually can cause a lot of harm they're especially known to steal stuff from your home or take items and hide them somewhere else so you can't find them and then i've also read accounts that like sometimes they'll like steal your horses to ride them they'll just like break in steal a horse ride them (laughs) ride them away that thing doesn't look like it can ride a horse (laughs) i'm just saying wait what what's the positive of these pixie things? Because I'm not hearing think, anything. Technically, I think mostly what they do is like they kind of take care of nature, kind of like look after it. But for humans, there's not a lot. So <laughs> I'm seeing like the sociopaths that will steal your yes. horse. Yep. Forget about them. Right, so the next one that I have, this is the last type of fae folk that we're going to be talking about today. They are actual fairies. So fairies are the most human-like, and they are about six inches tall with human faces, bodies, and hair. So while pixies are at four inches. Fairies themselves are six inches tall. Uh, okay. Fairies have large dragonfly wings instead of butterfly wings like pixies, um, and their wings can vary in shape slightly depending on their on the source, like which legend they're from. However, okay. they're always like the wings are always a lot larger than their bodies. Uh, fairies also also wear clothes, unlike pixies, more like humans. So fairies are also generally kind and timid compared to like pixies that are feisty. They'll fight anything. The fairies love celebrations and parties. They'll spend most of their time among the flowers and bugs and generally take care of the wildlife. Fairies possess magical powers and they are also known to bestow wealth, intelligence, and kindness upon those that they love. So Aww. yeah, so they, they're good ones. So they also have powers to defy nature and can live underwater. They also love cheese and fruits. Cheese and fruits. <laughs> 
I like cheese and fruits too. They love a, they love a nice charcuterie yeah, yeah, board. Yeah, just put out a nice charcuterie board for them. And Ooh, delicious. Mm-hmm. Something nice. With some brie, some kiwi, and some Ooh, brie. That's sounds good. Or Lovely. grapes. I like grapes. So now we're going to get into some rules with dealing with like dealing with a fae. So if you ever come across a fae, this is like some of the stuff. So like recently, surprisingly on TikTok, um, I've seen some people what? like TikTok's full of magical things. Um, <laughs> So it was like when I first, I think when I first started going on TikTok, I saw like videos of people finding like little bones or like little nuts or like little rocks outside their door, or like their windows every once in a while. And like mm-hmm. people will be like, don't touch it. It's from the Fae. Don't touch it or else you'll be like. Oh, it's cursed. Yeah, it's like cursed or like they'll. Yeah. So we'll kind of get into like why you shouldn't take a gift from the Fae. But yeah, so it's like I've seen a few videos of people like finding these little like mouse skulls and stuff outside their door, which Ew. is weird. <laughs> so it's like little things like that. It's just like it's weird and like very ominous. And like to me, like I first heard about, I first heard about it. I was like, that doesn't seem like a bad thing, right? Like they seem to like you. You know, they're giving you a mouse gifts. skull doesn't seem like a gift to me. Well, like if it's like like little rocks and stuff, because like some of it was like rocks, some was like bones. It depends like <laughs> which ones you saw. But like some of it seems innocent, or like if you don't know about it, it seems innocent. But then after you like hear about like, oh, the Fae are trying to trick you, don't take it. Then it gets really creepy. Bones are always creepy, finding them on your doorstep anyway. Bones are always creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Ominous. Very ominous. Okay. So rule number one never accept a gift from a fairy it says that if you accept a gift from a fairy willing or unwilling so like if you see these rocks outside your doorstep or your windowsill Mm -hmm. and you bring them into your house it's if you even if you don't know who it's like that it was from a fairy they still think you accepted it and then they will expect something in return and it's not always something that is simple or like that is good for a human like it could be you know something like something like food or it can be something like your firstborn child (laughs) oh my god it's like it's like very weird and depends on like the situation but it's also like it's never on your terms it's always on theirs so, so Rumpelstiltskin they- is a fairy yes oh in those he- terms yeah <laughs> i don't know if he is or not good but- job Kathy. yeah he would be then <laughs> in that in that sense yeah so it's like the other thing with the timeline is like it could be they expect it that day or they could want it 10 years from now that's so scary it is really scary so i've heard mixed messages too on like if you accept it if you're not knowing if you don't know if it's from a fae like if you're and like if you have never heard of them or whatever i've heard like like this where it says like it's they'll still want something in return otherwise i've also heard like if you don't know about it then they won't bother you so it's kind of mixed that way mixed too messages okay yeah however the same goes with saying thank you you should never say thank you to a fairy because it also implies that you owe them something so instead of saying thank you say something like i really appreciate it so it's like a workaround with the work okay with the loophole yep. yep so the second rule is do not eat or drink anything that they give you duh so if you were to eat the food that a fairy had offered you it would either make you like never want human food again so then you'd like eventually die of starvation or another side effect it would be like you go mad basically like, you go insane um otherwise like if you are currently when you eat the food if you're in the land of the fairies then you get trapped in it and become like that yeah yeah become like their prisoner yeah not fun all solid choices <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all good <laughs> all, all fun mm-hmm. 
right, so the next one is never enter a fairy ring. What does that mean? Like a fight so, ring? Like mushroom rings. Some mm-hmm. people say that if you see a ring of mushrooms in a forest or a meadow or something, that that's a fairy ring. Mm-hmm. I've actually had a few in my yard. They're not there anymore. But is it a perfect circle? Pretty dope. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but I mean, terrifying. spores kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like <laughs> okay. that's like the it's whole mushroom. Natu- yeah, it's a natural thing for spores, mushrooms okay. to do. Yeah. So if you if you're for example if you're on an evening stroll and you hear a lovely jolly music don't follow it i would never oh. in any circumstances <laughs> exactly yeah if you do follow the music however if you make that choice do not enter the fairy circle it is said that the music is to be irresistible so that you'll want to come and join in in the dancing and they're, they're going to be dancing in the fairy ring don't join them it's said that fairy time works very differently than human time so for example an hour of human time can equal centuries in fairy time so if you're I in the circle it was reversed and that's why you could get stuck there and then when you get back all your family's dead yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, so like an hour in the human world, you go into the fairy time. Their time... So you could spend an hour in their fairy world, but when you come back, it's been an entire century. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I wrote that weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so okay. Like, I was just... <laughs> I was... Yeah, so like if... So in our world, if you go into it, it's being like for your time reference, it'd be an hour, but when you get out of it, it can a be centuries. Century. Yeah, That's in the not... real world. It's weird and it's creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> So another one that I've heard is that there's some very gruesome tales uh, where a human cannot stop dancing and, and like in the fairy circle and they can't keep up with the fairies. So they dance until their feet become bloody stumps. Lovely imaging. It's great. Sounds like I a painted a lovely picture. Party. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So the last rule that I have for you guys is don't ever tell a fairy your full name. <laughs> what? So <laughs> if you're to meet a fairy and they ask you for your name, never give them your full name. It's said that if you give them their f- give them your full name, they'll have a certain amount of control over you, like mind control. Um, they have mind control now. Something. Yeah. Like they'll have some power over you, so they can control you a little bit. Um. So apparently, according to legend, that's why we have middle names because that's the one to keep secret so they don't ever fully know the full name and then it's also said that like that's a way that they cannot steal a child if they don't know their full name a lot of cultures put importance on the you know the full name or your true name or you know things like that i've heard in a lot of Mm. stories Mm -hmm. yeah so said that the best thing to do in this situation then is to either make up a name like a nickname like give them a, like a fake name or just give them a nickname of yours like just tell them like a shortened version of your first name yeah and apparently too a, another, another little loophole is if you know their name if you say their name they'll leave you alone which i don't know how you'll get their name I'll but find out their <laughs> name instead yeah like rumple stiltskin right like that's how yeah that got avoided so he is a fairy he is a yeah fairy. something like that yeah yeah a so, lot of yeah. these like fairy rules mm-hmm. or just like normal rules that you would do for like a stranger. Strange yeah. danger. Yeah, exactly. stranger danger. Where they are strangers. <laughs> so That's yeah. true too. Yep. So some sources that I have for this uh, podcast are tandrosemary.com, uh, mythisfandom.com, thefairypage.blogspot.com, medium.com, uh, theforgottenlibrary.tumblr.com and willowsnug.com. It's just a lot of different theories. Like, it does depend to like which region you're talking about, like which like where you get your lore from, because it does mm-hmm. kind of vary a little bit, like what they look like, what they can do, that stuff. But all generally speaking, it is pretty close to the same. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Did you learn well, something kind of, Kathy? <laughs> did you know most of it? I kind of, I kind of knew this. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't know anything. <laughs> I told you, I've been reading fantasy since I was in, like, fourth grade. Yeah. You're... I honestly thought pixies and fairies were the same thing, but they are drastically different. Yeah. 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 Not so fun. Not the pretty Disney versions anymore. Um, mm. not by miles. <laughs> that horse in the um, Frozen 2 didn't, was not cannibalistic. No. It was actually very pretty. I like yep. it. It was very elegant. Mm-hmm. Yep. So since we have a little bit more time, I have, which fun fact would you like? One, two, or three? And I'll read it. Kathy was a special guest, so. Yes, pick one, Kathy, please. Two. Two. (laughs) She got super close to the mic for that one. (laughs) Okay, here we go. The delegates who attended the Constitutional Convention spent much of their time getting drunk. One surviving document is a bill for a party on September 15th, 1787, two days before the signing of the Constitution. Items on the bill were 54 bottles of Madeira, 60 bottles of Claret, 8 bottles of whiskey, 8 bottles of cider, 12 bottles of beer, and 7 bowls of alcoholic punch. All this for 55 people. This is the way. <laughs> this is the American yeah, way. Lost. It is the American yeah, yeah. The American way is binge drinking, Jesus, and guns. Yes, and apple pie. And oh, apple pie. Thank you for joining us, Kathy. That was fun. That <gasps> was fun. I like this. I like do everything already. I like the Fave Book. I got this huge, thick book of lore and cool that's cool i was obsessed as a young child as a fair the faithful it's a, it's a young child mm-hmm. are you a changeling do we exchange are you a changeling? About your people that probably is a lot that's wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and for sticking around for 50 episodes. Hope that you still continue to join us here for another 150 more. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Is there a dog version of catnip? I don't think so. I know, but in Target, they were selling a cat Chardonnay. Yeah, I've seen that. Cat wine. Cat wine. Yeah, Yeah. this tiny little bottle of of cat wine. A red and a white. Mm -hmm. I think there's rosé, too. It's it's like a combination of like fish oils and catnip oil and... Mm -hmm. That's so wild. I like that. Oh, there's four different kinds. So there's Cat Brunet, Moss <laughs> Catau, uh, Pinot Meow, Pinot Meow, Prosecco. Prosecco. <laughs> there's a bloody meowy now. <laughs> oh no. That's gross. Bloody so meow-y. people can get drunk with their cats, I guess. What a great way to bond. I know. Get drunk with your cat. Getting sloshed with your cat. Once my dog drank out of my dad's beer, like outside on the dock, my parents were sitting on the dock, and the dog, my old dog, got in there, drank some beer, and then (gasps) she proceeded to fall off of the dock into the water twice. (laughs) Twice that evening. Twice. How much and she kept, she, go, she kept going back. She would sneak and then like lick, 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 lick. Stinker. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But twice she fell off of the dock. 
twice. And then my dad had to try and like, you know, jump in there and get her out. Hooper. Because she was she swimming like doggy paddling or was she just sitting there? Like in the water? Yeah. No, she I mean, like it's instinct for them to like do their like sad, depressing doggy (laughs) paddle where they go. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I was but like, I mean, if, I mean, she was drunk. like, she wasn't the smartest bulb in the batch because <laughs> she would swim in circles. <laughs> oh my goodness! So 